Oh, okay. You're alive. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Omega Republic, a radio podcast program for the furry and brony community. I'm your host, Cosmic Pros. Also joining me today is Copper Cap. Howdy. Uh, thank you for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life, where we seek out those in the furry fandom and get to know what it's like to be a furry or a brony and what they do to make who they are a part of the community. Today we have Maggie Holt from Savannah, Georgia joining us. Hi. <laughs> I'm Maggie. I am technically more of a fur kig, as I dabble in both the furry and uh, kigurumi community. And, uh, as you can see, I'm more represented by a kitsune than an actual fox. Hmm. Alright. Interesting. So, uh, what charity, uh, will you be, uh, supporting today? Today, I am throwing it to the, uh, Bone Marrow Foundation charity. I had to have a bone marrow transplant last year. Or, I'm sorry, 2019. And, uh, they were a big help, uh, we had to move cities for a while and they gave us some funding to give us a hand and made sure we were well taken care of um, during all of that. So I just want to get back to them. All right. That's, that's fantastic. I know, uh, I know that, uh, that charity. Well, I'm a bone marrow donor myself. Okay. So, uh, now we want to, uh, let everybody know that's watching and we'll be watching that for every like that this video receives the Omega Republic will be donating $1 to the program. Uh, to max up, up of $100 over the next 30 days. So please give us those likes. Uh, thank you for watching and choosing the OR as you place as your uh, place of entertainment. Now, uh, let's get to know Maggie that is with us today. Uh, Actually, Cosmic, if I may interject. First, I'm sorry, Cosmic. May I may interject just really quick. I'm going to change that. Just, just this once, I'm going to change it. I'm thinking for such an important foundation instead of doing one dollar one like we're going to do two dollars per like and we'll do it a max of two hundred dollars this time for this charity that's absolutely fine that uh that should still work all right uh so let's get into the first questions from maggie so the first question is how long have you been a part of the fandom and what brought you into said fandom well, I, it's interesting. I found the fandom, you know, back around the mid 2000s, early 2000 area, um, as a young kid. Mm -hmm. And I was not really talking to anyone it till, uh, about 2015. Uh, just never, never got the courage up. <laughs> I guess I was really, and, uh, <laughs> after that. You know, I started making some friends and started, you know, bumming around a bit and meeting people and somehow I ended up here. <laughs> Pretty good story. That's how, that's how I think it falls for a lot of people. It does. I found most people say something similar. It's great. So it was more like just wake up one morning and boom, furry fandom. <laughs> Well, it, and it involved reaching out to people and finally getting the courage to stop just sitting on the sidelines, basically. And 
you know, it, it's easy to say, you know, I'm going to reach out and talk to someone. Sometimes when you have social anxiety or other things, it's just really hard to, uh, to get in touch with people and actually go, hey, I'm here. I'm interested, too. Absolutely. I agree with that. I'm not the biggest person to open up to anybody about anything. Especially when all your local friends are going, yeah, I'm not sure I'm big on this furry thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you just kind of shove it back in the closet and go, okay, close the door. <laughs> yeah. But now I've got, let's see, uh, as a kid, I've got a couple of fursuits. Well, one fursuit, a couple of mascots, you know. I, I am a costume enthusiast, as I say it. Mm. I'm big on not just uh, one type, but I like kind of losing myself in characters and stuff. Mm. Bit more, right? You know, not not as big on regular cosplay because I don't like seeing my face in the mirror when I get into costume. Same. Uh, I understand that. Uh, for our next question. We'll go ahead and lead into this. Uh, what do you do towards contributing to the fandom? Well, I, for a while, just contributed pictures and hanging out. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I did an introductory panel to, uh, to KIG at MFF and trying to convince people to, you know join both sides of the hobby basically um as i uh was incapacitated for a bit i kind of sat on sidelines and wrote a guide or two and uh recently i did a virtual panel that's up on my youtube channel and you can actually um basically get an updated version of the panel from mff 2018 um the plan is to try to, you know, make it more accessible. People uh, introduce them to my, to the fun, um, get them involved in the costuming aspect outside of just, hey, here's a fursuit, you should get in it. And it's more, this is what it is, this is fun, you should try this aspect of it. More than just... Oh, hey, come be a big animal. It's more, hey, come express part of yourself and see, see, uh, you know, try out a different gender, maybe, um, mm -hmm. as most of my characters are female. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... I, I find that, especially with furry... Um, you know, depending on how a uh, feminine body is approached, you have a couple of sides to the coin. You have those that are very uh, hyper-sexualizing it, mm -hmm. and then you have the others who just want the female form. And I find that in terms of things to uh, put over fursuit or anything... Women have it way better in terms of variety. <laughs> um, That's one way of putting it. Things. Um, yeah, you don't see many uh, 
male someone is walking around, around with multiple tails thinking it's normal. Hey. <laughs> hey. I mean, multiple then... tails is cool, but I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not sure if I can work on a you know, multiple tail fursona guy I could pull off. It would be a miles per hour from a Sonic yeah. Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, well, uh, granted, uh, you know, granted, you know, in retrospects, a male Sona with multiple tails versus a female Sona with multiple tails, which one do you think is going to get more attention, at least in retrospects? I mean, when you think about the certain populace and the fandom, I mean, there are certain qualities that both characters need to have in order to get the person's attention. And basically, in my opinion, I mean, a feminine more attention than a male one. That is uh, pretty fair, but I, I, you know, I didn't do it just for the attention. It, it, if you do it purely for the attention, you're you're gonna have a bad time at the end of the day. Of course, of course, yeah. Quite a bit of people will not pay attention to you, and you'll find mm-hmm. it out very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're be- you're better That's... off joining for the sake of I want to wear this thing than joining because I want people to look at me. Yeah, that's a big no-no. It's but there. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, it's not just you know you put on a suit and you walk out. It's not like say you you go out for the evening and you put on your class A's or something. It's it's a lifestyle all its own to where you can feel happy doing it and you can make others. You can, you know, show others moving artwork, if you will. Very much so. Um, you know, it's nice to get out and interact with people, and especially um, getting to, you know, be a little more feminine. Um, it's a good... I found, for me, I am not... Uh, I'm not trans. But it's been a good way to explore whether or not I actually was without investing and making that jump necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I know a few people that started out where uh, it was definitely more just for fun, and they found that it was a bit more than that. Um, so it's very useful in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Sure, be paying us ring a thousand dollars a session. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, we'll move on to the uh, next question. Get into this. Uh, now, uh, so you are a suitor, correct? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Um. So, I, I figured that kind of part out. But so you made your so you made your suit and the tails with it, or did you have help with that, or um my my mask, the actual mask is made by a studio called Ride the Pig. And, you know, it took a couple of months for them to get done. But, uh, ugh, excuse me. That's okay. Um, after, you know, it, she's held up very well. Um, I actually collected the tales at conventions that I've been going to. Um, That's the way to do it. And 
I went to my first fur- furry con and I picked up one tail and then I picked up another and then the next one I picked up another and then I missed one and my friends picked it up for me. <laughs> I'm going to get cut I'm I'm gonna have another I still need to get another two, at least. Um my goal is to get Yes, that is actually the plan. I'm gonna do a off color oh. yellow and an off color orange. Um, cause yeah, well, the idea is, you know, if if in, in lore, kitsunes can change their form at will, and the, you know, that's why I ended up with one more or less. Um, cause I can't decide. I don't have a really primary form. You know, other ones, like, like, I also have my skunk, Michelle, who my friend Angel made, and that took, like, a year. But I jump. I I, I like trying on other people's stuff. I like, n- you know, literally getting to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, as I put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, basically, my thought was, well, she likes changing her form. She doesn't like necessarily always being the same. So she can add tails at will because, of course, you know, technically I think she's only a two-tail. Different level tails is age and power level in that stuff, but I'm not going to get into that. But Mm -hmm. so she adds extra and she didn't want to just keep them red, so she changed the color of them. It just, it's it's more fun. I like that. That that's interesting. I'm not uh not uh well versed on the kit lore, but that's uh that's very interesting. I like that. Yeah, I don't know, like I'm... like animals with tails. I don't know why foxes, yeah. wolves, and all that. Jazz. Well, tails are fun. Mm-hmm. No, if if you don't well, mind, that kind of answers the second part of that question. Go ahead. Cooper. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Cosmic. You can go right ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just saying that kind of answered the rest of. The part three questions I was going to ask, you know, uh, kind of things like uh, if you decide to improve or add or alter something to it, and she says, "Oh, well, I've got four different tails, I'm getting two more." So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, you say you got you've got four tails, you get two more to add to the lore, and you can just switch out between kit to skunk, and so they kind of answered the rest of the part three questions. So. Uh, Copper, if you want to continue either with a question or whatever you were else going to say. Well, uh, before we move on, I would like to uh, just kind of learn a little bit more about your other characters. Uh, for example, the uh, the Red Skunk character. Ah, uh, yes, Michelle. Michelle is my uh, Red Velvet-themed skunk. Uh, when I was still, you know, exploring the fandom from the closet... There was a big push for uh, candy skunks. And the candy skunk war was literally a bunch of skunks themed around candy bars and various mm. other candies. Mm. Um, never met them, but like I know uh, there was one based around Andy's Mints and a few other things. Honestly, mm. I can't remember all of them. So, sorry. No, <laughs> but no, it's fine. They, I just I just had a, you know, I was like, I want to have fun with this, and I was, uh, it's actually 
two characters that influenced me coming in. Um, one was Samantha Kempel, which is owned by Ooh. Ken Sample. Uh, but he had um, the suit is owned and performed by uh, Robert King. And he was a big inspiration for me when I was starting out. Uh, and I now call him friend, which I still find kind of weird when you get to have someone who was kind of a hero idol growing up as a friend. <laughs> um, but um, so I kind of want to do a skunk because of her. And then I was uh, like many people uh, at various points entranced by Zigzag. And decided, oh. you know, I didn't want to do zigzag. I wanted to, you know, she kind of helped influence certain aspects of the character. Mm -hmm. But she's definitely not zigzag. Someone actually insinuated the other day and I was like, no, because zigzag is like this. And Michelle's like this. And they have different backgrounds and different upbringings. And to compare the two is not really fair to either one. Hmm. Um, but she's got some heart-shaped markings on her, and I love the red and white, and I've been making jokes that her uh, scent is actually cream cheese frosting instead of the typical skunk smell. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed appropriate with red velvet and all that. <laughs> So instead of a um, instead of a candy, it's more of a cake. Nah, not doing cinnamon candy. Cake, <laughs> red velvet cake. Well, I mean, you say cream cheese, and then you say red frosting. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Frosting. I mean, you was leaning towards more. I mean, I know you started with candy skunk, but it sounds more like a cake skunk. Unless you want to do it is like a cake skunk. That was the idea, is I wanted to take... Uh, I was looking for inspiration, and I found it in something similar, but different. I, I wanted to take something that I grew up seeing and put my own spin on it. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for the other people to come out and start doing more of that. Like, a, you know, we have... In theory, you know, there's how many different... You could you can go with so many different designs from that, just being inspired by something food based. I would love to but see what they do with German chocolate cake. Probably a brown on black. Yeah, but is that uh, enough? Sounds like <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> I fit the food with my German chocolate cake. <laughs> Actually, a German Mr. T. Yeah, there you go. There a you German go. Mr. T. That would be even better. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, well, the bats. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many different ways you can approach stuff. Um, but that's half the fun of creating a new character is getting to sit there and go, okay, this is the aesthetic I'm going for. What's backing it up? Um... But we have just, yeah, chocolate cake. We do, uh, you know, standard white buttercream. Well, I guess it'd be yellow and white. Uh, 
I'm sure there's a birthday yeah, cake in there somewhere. Yeah, you could do like a subclass. <laughs> Almost do different different <laughs> ideas. Um that'd be kind of funny. You could get a green green with brown spots and that feels like more of a cheetah than a skunk though, but you could still use the same inspiration. Green, brown spots for mint chocolate chip, uh, you know, whatever the cake is frosting in, would, you would basically use as a hair color or a stripe color. Okay. I still prefer the red velvet cake. I like that idea. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> My skunk. Okay, but wrap your mind around this. Pineapple upside down cake. Pineapple upside down cake? Suddenly, I mean, would the suitor have to walk on their hands the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they, uh, maybe they build it so they're, they're actually walking on their feet and their hands are in the suit's feet. Hmm. I mean, you yeah. know. <laughs> Pineapple blonde at you. <laughs> be like the eggplant guy, Kid Icarus. There was a pineapple after you and said, There's a pineapple on your head. Oh my. Uh, so many ideas. You know, um, if anyone if anyone like modeled their suit after like fruitcake, they would probably be the most disliked person. Yeah. They they probably have I, I would expect lots of uh different they would probably be getting a really angry maker just because <laughs> the amount of like indiv like you know at least when they're doing like typical spots it's like one color this is this would be spots of like red and green and uh various everything. other things and you you like well, they have to individually cut out or paint each one and it's just gonna be a pain for them <laughs> I mean, anything makes a fruitcake, you know, Skittles, M&M's, taffy, you know. Just throw yeah. anything in a fruitcake, that's what makes that's what makes it fruitcake. Twisted old fruit. But that's pretty much, you know. Um, I mentioned I had the mascot earlier. I have a angel from uh, Lilo and Stitch mascot that I got a while ago. Um, ah. not sure if it'll make it to a con, but, you know, I got that because I, uh, liked the show growing up and I did enjoy the character. Um, uh. also got Stitch, but once again, those are ones I'm not sure I'll ever make it out in, in con space just because of the, the size of them and the difficulty in transporting. Mm-hmm. But maybe, we'll see. I mean, uh, I take it you have attended a, a, several anime, con uh, anime conventions. Yes, I have. Um, my first convention was Colossal Con in 2008, and then I've attended at least one or two a year ever since. And the one I'm referring to, it was kind of funny. Um, it's in Ohio. And I live in Georgia, but I uh, went and visited some family and then disappeared for three days. 
and then came back and continued visiting family. Um, then, yeah, it was later that year. I didn't go to my first furry con till TFF in 2016. Um, then, yeah, it was that one. Hit AWA later that year. The next year in 2017 was Anime North, which is a huge, uh, ha has a huge kid meetup hosted by uh, Neko Nico and is considered the uh, Western Washoi, which is basically a, the Washois in Japan are giant uh, kid gatherings. Um, so went to that and then uh midwest fur fest 2017 is where michelle debuted and then uh 2018 had my panel uh 2019 i spent most of it in the room because i was still kind of half uh dead from the the bone marrow transplanter of the year mm -hmm. um but i didn't make it I had fun. I uh, I had a bunch of visitors at various points and slept a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but dang it, yeah, I still made it. Yeah, after, uh, after bone marrow transplants or even donations, you need to sleep a lot. Yeah, well, it had been four months, <laughs> so I was past the uh, the concern point. By that point, they we're were still taking pills. Before. Yeah, it very well. I'm still taking pills now, so they just uh, certain things had progressed to the point I could attend. I was still on a wheelchair and on a cane, so it tells you. But uh, I got around. I got around. I have fun. I try to do more. Um, but you know pandemic hit so it's kind of limited what we can do oh um, yes yep. that's where that's where the virtual panel came in because i was yep. we were it was you know mff was coming up and i was like man i want to do something but i didn't want to try to get into the panel lineup for their uh you know for the virtual con i didn't feel like i fit so i just kind of asked a friend if I could do it on their Discord, and they set me up, and so I held the panel virtually in the Discord, and then uh, I recorded it while I was doing it and just uploaded it to YouTube. <laughs> and the idea yeah. being that, you know, yeah, we can't get together, but I want I want people to come in. I want them to enjoy it. I want to show them how to do it. I want to show them why it's fun. And just... You know, it makes me happy when other people are like, Yeah, I saw that, and I get it. And they want to join. And, you know, um, I know the hobby, especially suiting part of it, is kind of expensive. So, you know, in the case of Kig, I actually have an extra mask for loaning to people that I get to know and feel are not going to do something stupid. I might only let them try it on for a little bit in the room or whatever, but, you know, it, it's 
these things are not cheap and i want people to to feel whether or not the investment's going to pay off for them because if you're investing even $300 in this stuff and that's pretty low end for anything mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i want them to know that they're going to enjoy it because i had to jump in blind cuz no one around here had anything to lend me there was no one into the uh in into the my where i entered the hobby basically um there were furries in the area but i didn't really fit the earth stuff and i didn't know them at the time i was still uh very shy in person mm-hmm. right but, oh yeah in terms of price yeah. i mean yeah i've I mean, seen in terms of price fursuit you know, a good one's going to start a partial, a good partial could start around a thousand dollars. Michelle was 2000 Kig, uh, Maggie was 600, not 600,000, $600. <laughs> oh my. Someone starts freaking out. How do you have that much money? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have that much money if you spent it on that, on a, on a suit. <laughs> Yeah, well, if I spent that on a suit, I'd expect it. I'd expect Hollywood quality, including all the breakdowns and the maintenance crew to follow me around to fix it. (laughs) Why would I need a first suit? Just an animatronic one. Yeah, pretty much. Artificial intelligence, even. Nah, that's no fun. (laughs) Take the person out of it, you lose half the fun. Gotta be Mm -hmm. in the suit. Why virtual suiting is uh, not as much fun to me. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. we'll go on to the next quote. No, no, no. Sorry. I appreciate that. It, it gives us a chance to learn more about. Uh, based on your choice of Soma, and this is a little bit more of a personal question, do you feel it represents your personality, or do you want to be more like it emotionally? Is there anything you feel like sharing from your real life that you would that you also incorporated into your Sona? Uh, this is kind of interesting. I didn't really, when I was doing it, at least, uh, I'll, I'll focus on Maggie at first, and I'll go to Michelle if that's okay. Of course. Um, uh, with Maggie, when I when I started and got her, my focus is more on. Um, I was just trying to kind of do an anime girl version of me. Um, I'm into video games. I listen to nightcore and anime theme songs, and I enjoy subjecting my friends to them. Um, a lot of the stuff. That, sorry, I looked over my closet. Um, <laughs> a lot of the stuff she wears is stuff that I was interested in wearing. I Her style is so unique in the sense that she doesn't really have one. It's, it's I'm looking at stuff and what do I like? Um, and in that way, she's very much me. Um, we're both... 
very kind. I, I'd like to think I'm kind anyway. Um, but both kind of energetic a little bit, um, kind of shy, but we like making people happy and spreading smiles and joking and hanging out. Um, and I like the idea of changing who I am at times without permanently changing anything. So I guess that's where the Kitsune aspect really came in for, um, Michelle was very much kind of like childhood ideal realized. <laughs> um, cause I had, since like I mentioned earlier, I had saw, uh, Samantha and Red Roberts, uh, details on how he made her. Um, so with that in mind, um, that inspired her, but I also wanted her to be kind of a Southern Belle. Um, cause I, you know, I live in the South and I wanted to take her a different direction than I took Maggie. Um, and I felt like she would I, I've kind of written this story out for where if she was real, she'd be some kind of, you know, activist. Uh, she would literally be from old money, but she would be more uh, practical in a sense and would run a charity organization and stuff that gives back. And is more focused on giving back and not just like, you know, uh, the the tax write-off charity aspect we sometimes see nowadays. Um, but I would like, you know, it was just one of those things where she's holding a charity event and instead of having some fancy, uh, you know, appetizers, she's gone to Burgers and Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and just like you know yeah we could have gotten steak tartare but I'd rather give the money from that to the homeless people who need it so we can build them another house um but just, just more of a charitable aspect I guess um but there's a lot of a lot of different stuff that uh, I don't know if I can really incorporate from them into my life other than, you know, the, the being kinder, looking out for others aspect from her. And Maggie was basically me, so there wasn't much to reverse from her. <laughs> um, but I feel... Very much like they were kind of always there. Um, and, you know, it's like kind of welcoming an old friend back home. In that nice. sense that yeah. they're, they're parts of me rather than... I know some people are very much like, oh, this is me. This is 100% me. And this is me as an animal. And I want to be like more like this. And I'm like... Uh, they were kind of always there. Um, I have to, I have to kind of psych myself a bit 
because sometimes when I'm in suit, I'll start thinking too hard about it and just kind of lose my performance completely. Um, and then I uh, get, you know, basically take a deep breath and get back into it. Um, but uh, sort yeah, of your <laughs> sort of your character through the looking glass. Would you say? Yeah, in a way. You can, you know, you look in the mirror, you see back the uh, the cute redhead or the cute skunk, and you you just take a deep breath and stop for a moment, and you remember who they are, and it just kind of flows. The mirror just starts out foggy, but after a while it clears up. Yeah. And I think with, you know, finding a character, that's kind of what you need to do is you need to, it's easy to start if you, if you don't have one or you have a blank slate, it's easy to kind of sit there and start hashing it out, um, find out, find something you want to wear, find, okay, why does this character wear this? And why you know you start answering these questions and as you ask and answer you start getting a clearer picture of who who they are and then you know sometimes you end up finding quality in them you didn't know you were going to put there and then you can take that one back like i've been trying to uh i had a few different ideas for charity stuff that probably will never work out because they're a little out there, but, you know, it was just... When you have a lot of time on your hands, you start thinking, so... I tried to find uh, different things to think about that might, you know, pay it forward to someone else. I got you. Okay, well, uh... We'll move on to the next question, I guess. Um... Being a uh, furry and walking among our society today, uh, do you feel more or less alone than you did before you became what you are? And uh, has it opened up more opportunity, more opportunities toward making friends? I would say it's opened a lot of opportunities to making friends. Um, I'll go ahead and finish that one and then come back to the first part of the question. Um, <laughs> okay. I was kind of drifting away from my local friends at the time. Um, a lot of them moved away or were more focused on something else. And just, it, it, it was starting before I joined the community. And then as I joined it and it, it just kind of happened naturally for better or worse. And so most of my friends are in the community now. Um, my best friends I talk to, we have our own little group, and it's buzzing. Um, and if it weren't for them, I would basically, if it weren't for the community, I would have been alone in that hospital bed, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, uh, as for feeling alone locally, it's a mixed bag. There are people here, I don't necessarily mesh with them well, 
but they are here and they've you know we've both kind of both ends have tried it doesn't always work out um but you know to some degree i am isolated from people around me to a degree i have to be i live in the south and i may be in a city that's you know we've we've got a famous gay club downtown and stuff but there are still a lot of people that are close-minded i'm not you know that kind of thing but they don't look favorably at anyone who would put on a dress so you have to you have to take that into account when doing stuff so it's always kind of you plan stuff out if you're going out in public by Mm -hmm. a lot um especially around here because you know we we are a very liberal city but you get people coming in from the non-liberal areas and you just don't want to take a risk there's there's no mm-hmm. point risking a life or a limb just to have a little bit of fun there are time and place and ways to do it and you don't have to uh worry about some some random guy from the middle of nowhere with a stick up his bum just showing up and raising a fit. Mm-hmm. The poison word being same. stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the same in conservative towns as well. I mean, it's just kind of the other side of that coin. Everybody uh, believes the same thing, and if somebody comes in, it's different. Uh, it, it's probably it's, worse it's, in conservative bad. towns. I can kind of get away with well, around here because we have the uh the local arts college and so if you're walking around with a camera or a video camera people will usually give you some leeway and be like oh they're doing something for the art school and back off but uh not always yeah it's just in 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 our small small conservative town you know people have either one look or the other you don't know who's who half the time. I mean, if yeah. you know the person I've... well enough, sure, you know what their oh, parts yeah. are. And then there's, there's, then, you know, with our town, we've got only two sets of people, but there's no, you know, there's the old folk and there's the young folk and there's nobody in between. So, you know, the old yeah. folk don't don't understand the, the young folk, and that's, that's yeah. problematic. I can imagine getting out mm-hmm. into... I had friends that live out in the country, so, you know, I used to go visit them, and you could see the difference, and I wasn't even doing anything back then, but you could see just how people carried themselves and how they dressed and stuff. Yeah. So, definitely good not wanting to uh, get into some of that stuff and worry about it. Um, but, you know, you do your best, and sometimes you, it, it, it works to your advantage, because, you know, you make a lot of online friends, I'm contemplating after the plague ends, doing a cross-country road trip, um, there are a bunch of different people I know, and I think I could conservatively couch surf across the USA, think, not sure. Might work, might not, but uh, gonna try. Hit me up anytime. Yeah, I'll keep it in mind. Couch. 
Okay. Did we cover everything? I think so. Um, and I think we covered this partially. Um, during your day-to-day, -day, since becoming part of the fandom, what are some things you've started doing differently in your life? Well, I've definitely changed my window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to be browsing for video games and reading up on stuff. Now, occasionally, I'll slip in looking at new outfits and uh, trying to uh, manage the Patreon. There's not much to manage right now, I admit. It's small. Uh, I'm grateful to my three patrons. Um, they're mostly trying to help me keep my sanity because with everything going on, I'm not allowed to work. Uh, doctor's orders. So mm -hmm. um, they're trying to... Uh, they're trying to help me keep some fun stuff going and I'm letting them help me pick out new outfits and stuff, so I'm always trying to, uh, to to come up with new stuff to throw at them, and half the time I get back a, uh, well, Maggie, you know better than me, why are you asking? And I'm like, because you paid for the tier that lets you give input. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you could select a lower tier and pay more money. That is an option. <laughs> Oh my! You get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. I wanna, I wanna give them what they, they're, they're trying to help me out. I wanna make sure they get their money's worth. It's not fair to, yeah. you know. It's like you know, I take your twenty bucks a month, so you can basically dictate how it's uh, spent in the next few months or whatever. And you're like, eh, whatever you want to do, huh? Yeah, just whatever. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do with a whatever? I can't wear a whatever. I can't fit in a size 2 either, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I say... Trust me. Uh, sure. Good luck fitting me in uh, anything below a size uh, 22. You see, that's the one advantage that you have experimenting with female characters. Is that you have to learn both male and female sizes. Whereas oh, yeah. some of us only focus on the one particular gender sizes. So, yeah, I don't have that kind of it, knowledge, and it kind of works to my sense. actually. Um, dress sizing gets a little confusing, but typically um, certain, certain sizes kind of translate pretty well. You have to do a bit more research, but, you know, typically you'll end up looking at the, the three major measurements, which are bust, uh, waist, hips, BWH, Mm -hmm. And it's just plugging it into stuff. And even then, going between different companies. Oh, man. <laughs> a 22 from one company may fit you, but you may need a 24 in a different company. <laughs> so it, it's much more complicated than, than shopping for t-shirts. Uh, Agreed. Guys have it easy. What size do you wear? Oh, 2XL. Okay. 2XL is always 2XL. Not always true. I mean, 2XL may be always be 2X. Oh, no. We're not talking Holy pants. Crap. Pants are, uh, pants are in our story. Pants are terrible. <laughs> well, pants is like, I, first, I don't have... what, how does, you know, do you have a butt? Okay, you need this cut if you have a butt from this company. 
And then it's like, what's your waist size? What's your pant length? I'm very annoyed. I have to wear, uh, my, my, my pant length should be a 31, but you can only buy 32s or 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I Same either problem. have way too long yeah. or they right up. <laughs> it's like sit yeah. down, it, it, ankles yeah. for everyone Me, to see. It's, it's that same kind of thing. I've got a third... Well, it's a little bit weird now, but I got a 35 waist and a 33 leg, and it's like, they don't make these in any dimensions at all. Yep. They don't exist. Yep. So I'm having to sit here and buy, you know, I buy a 32, it gets down long enough, 36 fits around the waist. It's like, why can't they make anything, you know, abnormal? I mean, they they make plus sizes for girls now. Why can't they do something for pants? No, nobody thinks about that. I'd go to every bargain store on the face of planet Earth to find pants that are exactly my size. That's where you uh, get the fun part of maybe making friends with a tailor. Or learning <laughs> that, how to hem yourself. Go buy yourself Can't a pair of... Uh, go get a... You know, go get yourself a pair of 34s and uh, re-hem it to be 33. Hmm. I could do this one, but uh, that's my bad. That. Yeah, that's I pretty much if, me too. <laughs> I wonder if the few like, first suitors we know would be time. able to do that. I don't want to do it. What are you saying, copier? I can't hear you. I seem to have that problem. Anyways, uh, what I was saying was, I wonder if the few first suitors we know would be interested in uh, sizing up our pants. <laughs> the fursuit yeah. makers. Oh, thanks. Keep my yeah. pants private. Well, I mean, it's funny because uh, um, with with uh, Michelle, she has a much different sizing than uh, than Maggie. Maggie's got pretty normal clothing size, um, but due to the bulk of the fur, um, Michelle is like two sizes larger. So. Maggie wears like a two or three XL, and Michelle's in a four or five, and that's not factoring the tail. And my tail is huge. Mm-hmm. It's like half the size of your body. You gotta make everything proportionally. Yep. Well, my tail is like uh, like two feet long, give or take. No, closer it's to three. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a skunk tail. Have you seen how big skunk tails are? Yeah, I don't still have. It's... I don't have an upright tail either, so it only goes to the floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I can cuddle my tail. Uh, Neko Nico just said something in the chat here. Said everyone needs to understand that women's clothes sizing is always one hundred percent incorrect. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, what does that even mean? Um, basically, the size numbers <laughs> vary so much between companies that, you know, unless you, even if you have the measurements, sometimes the, the nature of the curves of a woman will change what fits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh. So you end up having to, uh, Really, the best thing to do is to get something 
and then uh, have it altered to fit you, especially with a fursuit. So you, and so your company's A is bigger than company's B, which is smaller than company C's. Yes, but they're all they're all still considered U.S. size twenty-four. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this is twenty-four. This is twenty-four. And this is twenty-four. Definitely not. Definitely not. Also wrong. Yeah. Yep. 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 Best thing to do, like I said. Uh, order a uh, size larger and have it taken in if you have the money. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with a fursuit, you want to order bigger because that fur is going to add several inches to every measurement. <laughs> and plus, if, uh, if you're one of those suitors that likes to you know, bulk up either around the legs or arms, body, you got to have room for that uh, that's stuffing. Oh, yeah, uh, pay attention to uh, sleeve allowance. And uh, in the case of pants, uh, good luck getting your uh, digitrate legs into any pants. They just don't make him for you. Huh. Yeah. I wondered if one of these days, if you fursuiters will develop, like, these, like, cloth made electric fans that like you can sew into the fursuit without it being really seen but it just like circulates air throughout the suit so you guys don't have to fry inside of them i mean that would seem very uh i want to say that it seems not plausible although it does at the same time but it also seems like that would take a lot of ingenuity you have to carry more on your suit than what you already yeah, carry. Yeah, I'm about to say you're adding you another break point. Some way to power the, you gotta have some way to power the power the fan as you're putting it, and it's like, okay, so now now on top of this fur suit that I'm wearing, that's making it 300 degrees in here, which is great. I love, it's like sleeping in a boiler room. I've got to put on this, you know, electric backpack. Oh, a, actually, I have in Michelle. I have a single fan. Um, and the amperage rate combined with everything, and basically I had a friend who's a into electricity and all that do out the math, and it, basically I could run it for like four days off of, uh, no, I'm sorry, like, yeah, about four days off of a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, which is the, the size of a, a little bit bigger than a tube of lipstick. Hmm. And that's just one of you those know. fans. So in theory, you could hook another three or four up and still be fine for a day. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just like the passion of you fursuiters or what, but I mean, up for example, I worked at MFF and as a volunteer, and I did Headless Lounge. And just to see you poor suitors when you take those heads off, I mean, every single one I saw was literally just drenched. I'm like, why do you people torture yourself so much? Because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I've, I've never been to MFF or Fursuit Con, but we had this thing for the church when we were trying to uh, promote one of our um, vacation Bible schools. We were doing a cookout thing at near uh, by Knights of Columbus and I was in one of these big dog suits for like 
four hours. It was already a hundred degrees outside. I was in there for four hours longer than anybody else was. And yeah, we, I mean, I, I know the sweat, but we do it because it's fun. It's, if it's not, even if it's not entertaining for us and, you know, we're sweating because I remember taking the, the, the hat off and just grabbing a bottle of water, taking a swig. And then about five minutes later, putting it back on and going out for more, um, how shall I put it? Uh, not torture so much as just embarrassment because people were taking stickers and sticking them everywhere on the dog. And it's like, I can still see you because my eyes aren't up here. They're down here. But you know, <laughs> I was just, sneaky. I mean, they, they thought they could blind me, but no, my, my eyes were like another foot down below from where the dog's actual eyes were on the head. But we do it because it's fun. It's entertaining, whether it's for us or other people or both ways. I mean, I would I would do that again in a heartbeat. No no questions asked. Hmm. No questions asked. It's just just the way I am. Happy to jump in there and do whatever, regardless of the consequences. So, yeah. If yeah, um, I've always been uh, hesitant to do uh, more volunteer professional work, just because of the you know uh, there's a stupid stereotype that obviously because I'm volunteering to do it and I'm a guy that I'm into you know illegal things and it's like no I mm. just like wearing the costume yeah exactly you see yeah, that's too. the stereotype <laughs> I, I'm I'm on that level too I just rather just wear the costume I'm not good to do everything I'm not gonna well I won't say that because coppers kind of that line of work but yeah well, in the line of work of getting dirty doing certain jobs. That's a different kind of dirty. There's, yeah, there's dirt, dirt, and then there's there's the rated R and up kind of stuff. But, yeah. It, well, the sti- you want to get into the, for the rated R stuff. No. That, again, again, that's the stereotype. That is the unfortunate stereotype that has been placed upon you because of a small handful of people that are in it only for that uh, I mean, if everyone's consenting dull, cool. But that's not, you know, the main focus. Adults are yeah. going to do stuff like that. We're adults. We can. It's normal. But right. as long as no one's, uh, you know, like I said, as long as everyone's involved, is everything's a-okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just... Uh, Go over there, close the door, and we're all good. Right. But it also places that stereotype upon those of you that want to just go out and do it for fun. And then, you know, you're kind of off by yourself. And people who don't understand it look at you and immediately their minds jump to it. So you're you're both a victim and yet at the same time, you're the one that expresses, you know, the beauty as well. Yeah, I think you could find that in any hobby, though. I'm sure the the cosplay fandom has that to some degree too. Absolutely. Especially with the more uh, more more uh, risque costumes that they'll end up doing that show way more skin than any fursuit ever will. True. Well, you know, at least any full suit. Really yeah, yeah, I know. That's the joke. Fursuit. <laughs> 
It's all free. You know, fursuit. No, you don't really need clothes. You don't technically need clothes, but you probably should wear some if it has... Uh, I, I'm a big... Body parts. Uh, I about to say, if it's, if it's got the female form, and got lady parts. it's got, you know, boobs, you should probably cover them up just yeah. to get people to not say anything. Got certain lady parts, you know. I mean, if it's got anything down there, uh, it should probably not be out on the con floor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Let's keep that one in the room, or the room party, or, you know, after 10 o'clock, as I say. Because um, 10 o'clock is usually when uh, I've noticed Furcons tend to switch into the 18-plus uh, uh, panels and such. Mm -hmm. So... It's like, yeah, you can bring that stuff and wear it, just uh, don't wear it before 10, because that's when the younger kids are going to be running around still. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is fine by me, because I usually pass so, out by 9. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true, he does. Um, so, uh, let's get into the final question and uh, kind of... Start winding this down. We can, of course, chat after the time. Uh, but the final yeah. question is, um, if you were to meet someone who was new to the furry fandom, didn't exactly know where they fit in or even where to start, uh, and you met them just at a con or just, you know, in everyday passing life, uh, and they, you know, opened up to this, what would you say to them? You know, like, how, like, how to pick out what they see themselves as, who they recommend, who you would recommend them to watch and follow as examples of what they're, they may be leaning to just, you know, you meet them. They're not sure where to go. What's your response? Um, I would say I would start by figuring out first of all, cause I am a hundred percent admitting I'm, I'm here because of the costumes. That's, that's what attracted me into it. Um, that's why I label myself as a costume enthusiast instead of, you know, just a kig or a furry or, um, you know, that kind of stuff is because it's what I'm interested in. And rather than trying to, uh, focus on one aspect of it, I kind of recognize after talking with some people that it's, it's all one hobby, basically. Um, and that's my right. hobby. Um, but as for the specific focus of furry and stuff, and I mean, finding yourself, that's an existential Christ waiting to happen. Um, the best way I would say is I would start by finding out what kind of drew them over. And then, you know, if I ran them a con and I would, if they're interested in art, I'd take them by the art gallery or the artist alley and... You know, if I knew anyone or there were any artists there or pieces of art, like we start talking about that and, you know, kind of introduce them around, uh, see if they click with anyone, see if they have any interests that maybe I'm not into, but someone else is and try to hand them off to them and get them connected in the right way. Um, if they're interested in costuming, then I'm going to take them and run with them and stick them in some of them if I can. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're interested in this aspect. Of Let's go try it out. Drag. One of us. Yeah. One cue, of cue us. The, uh, cue the anime uh, gif of the girl dragon guy flailing behind her. 
Um, and just, you know, as far as, you know, like I said, bitballing, I went through, there are several rejected character concepts I actually have. Um, I have an entire, uh, I have one entire persona that just has never gone beyond the, uh, reference work. I, I had a friend do up a reference sheet for me and she just wasn't clicking. So I put her off on her own. I've got one that's got one that's uh got a name. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my friend. I know Matt what it looks like, but I don't. <laughs> you know, you don't. You don't need a fur suit to be a furry, but <laughs> it's what brought me here. But it is very true. You do not need a suit to be involved in the fandom, especially Correct. if because I mean the fandom was founded by artists. So if you're yes. if you're here only for costumes, cool. If you're here for art, cool. You know, if you're here to cause trouble, not cool. Yeah. I mean, we're all here for fun and we're all going to express in our own way. It's just if you have a certain way, I'm going to try to get you with the person that is way more into what you're into. Because it's not fair if you're only getting my lens when you really want to be, you know, plugged into the art community, as I, mm-hmm. I'll keep falling back to, because that's what keeps coming to mind. Because I know there's a big DJ and music scene, but I don't know them well. Um, but, you know, there's there's so many different forms of expression within the community that I would try to get them plugged in properly. And then, you know, um, as, as for picking out, you know, let's, like I said, picking out character, that's one of those things we'd have to hash it out for a few hours, but it's so much fun to me to kind of bring, uh, bring a character together, whether it be just, for a costume or as an idea, um, you know, you just sit, you sit there, you spitball, you start thinking about different things. Um, you know, you, you kind of go, well, what animals are you interested in? Um, mm-hmm. And then you start looking and then they go, you know, let's, let's say for example, we're like, we're talking and they're like, oh, I think I like a big cat. And I'm like, well, are you complete trash? How about a snow leopard? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to make that. My uh, my mate's a snow leopard griffin, so uh, we make that joke often. <laughs> so, uh... Sorry, hon! <laughs> so is that like but, a, a, a snap grip? A, a sn- yes, or a grip? it is. Uh, that's uh, Audrey Griffin. Um, she is a snap, a, a snow leopard, and I cannot remember the exact bird she's crossed with um but she is a snap griffin with all the accompanying markings and nice. is super adorable do they have a twitter uh yes they do i believe it's i'll i'll type it out in chat but i believe it's riley 395 riley wolf 395 all right i'll check that out I will double. I will. I will get that to you uh, after we finish recording, so I'm not 
clacking at my keyboard. <laughs> no worries. Appreciate it. Um, uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything there. Uh, if there is there anything you want to add to that question? Um, really, it's just, you know, if you want to try this stuff, it's expensive. Um, and there's no denying it. But I wouldn't, you know, if you want to try the aspect I'm focused on, the hobby, cool. It's expensive. Don't cheap out on it. You'll end up spending more money in the long run trying to replace everything. Um, because the, uh, we, we had some people going back and forth about, uh, the skin suit you wear for, uh, Kigurumi is, uh, oh yeah, that's another thing. The whole, you know, it's not always about PJs yet. You have to add the, uh, anime gal. <laughs> it's not always used in actually referring to it, but you have to add that in places where people who are not exactly... 100% familiar with it are because you get a lot of people showing up who think uh, you're gonna you know discuss the the pajamas the onesies mm -hmm. so that's always fun it's like no I had I had someone go like well why do you say that term they don't we don't use that regularly over here and there's no reason for it and I say because if I don't I get the guys in the onesies showing up and they get all really confused when I start talking about, you know, these these hard plastic, the fiberglass masks and mm -hmm. that stuff. And I admit seeing a uh, seeing a kid girl in a kid PJs is really cute, but. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just it's expensive by one by once. Buy smart, buy, you know, cheap out, and you're going to end up spending a bunch more money on something you could have only spent money on once. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there... You can take a small maker, or you can go to a bigger maker. Um, there's pros and cons to everything. Do your research. Take your time. This stuff is... You know, it's a representation of you. It's expensive. Take... Do not... Do not rush it as much as you might want to get into it faster. I think that's Agreed. about it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up here then. Uh, that was Maggie Holt, and we want to thank uh, them and also all of you listening and watching this uh, now or later for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life. We hope to see you here next time on the Omega Republic. Yep. Thank you very much, everybody. Me. Thank you for joining us. All righty. Good night, all. <laughs>